Blog Talk Radio.
Eyes on Chicago, August 20th to the 23rd, as Chicago welcomes the first annual Black Wall Street National Conference. Joining us in our efforts in sustaining and increasing black business. To register, visit www.blackwallstreetdistrict.com and listen to Black Wall Street USA, Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com slash cbbn. This ad was sponsored by Chicago's BlackBusinessNetwork.com. Join us today and touch the world. All eyes will be on Chicago as Black Wall Street prepares for the first Black Wall Street National Convention and Summit scheduled for August 23rd, August 20th through the 23rd right here in Chicago. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA for Thursday, August 12th, 2010. I'm Sonia Perdue, founder of Chicago's BlackBusinessNetwork.com. And we're here on the air every Thursday evening on blogtalkradio.com slash CBBN with our host, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, Mr. Ron Carter. Join us at 7 p.m. on Thursday evenings and be a part of sustaining and increasing black businesses across Chicago and the world. You may also listen to a rebroadcast of CBBN on Blog Talk Radio at WJPC Chicago. Our show will air from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. on Saturday mornings. That's WJPCChicago.com. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. The chat room is open. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. Press the number 1. You have to press the number 1 if you would like to come on the air, if you have a comment, or you would like to speak to one of our guests. This show is a shout-out from our Black Wall Street districts across the country. We're uh, expecting National President Michael Carter to join us this evening. And we specifically want to hear from you. We want to hear from you, the black business owners across the country, as we prepare for this convention. We've had shows in the past that where we discussed the state of uh, black businesses in Chicago, uh, the state of black businesses in America, and we'd like to hear your point of view, yours specifically. We're going to bring on the chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago now, Mr. Ron Carter. Welcome to the show. Well, good evening, Sonia. How are you this morning, this, this evening? Getting the this day evening. Going Is again. it morning or evening? You ready for us to start this day again, the same day? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, right. I, I, I'll tell you the truth about that. No, I'm not. <laughs> right. I'm well, working uh, on, on the convention. We're leading up to the convention, Mr. Carter. And this one, this is one hell of a task that you've taken on, uh, Chairman of Black Wall Street. How are you feeling today? Well, I'm feeling good, even though it is an intense as we build up to the uh, final days of the summit that we've been working on for months now. Uh, the intensity is also uh, as a reflection of the need, and sometimes uh, people don't catch on to the last few days, and that's what we're running into is the last few days as people are beginning to call in and want to take certain roles. And always there's a little bit that was missing that pops up, and a lot of good things that pops up based on the uh, participation from the uh, Chicago Defender here, the uh, Indigo uh, uh, Magazine, uh, Aerial Capital Management, uh, and, of course, our Street Journal newspaper, 
And as uh, other businesses starting to call in, uh, Mr. Rick McCora, the new Regal uh, Theater, is going to be part of this. So the intensity um, and the notoriety of Black Wall Street First National Summit is, a, 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 I guess, a tool to help us to sustain and increase black businesses. But it's a major historical tool as we gather our minds together to focus on the agenda of not directly money, but that bottom line is the economic development of our communities. So the intensity is here, the the people are coming, and the agenda is going to be packed, super packed. So we're looking forward to it, and naturally we may take uh, maybe about a week and a half break before we start on Summit 14. You got that? I got that. A week and a half, just a week and a half break. Now, this morning it was two weeks, Mr. Carter. Okay. Oh, God. And it's probably going to be four days now. <laughs> By the time we get back, it's going to be four days. probably be so wrapped up. We, we can't stop. We won't know how to yeah. stop now. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's basically oh, right. Yeah, but that's basically what happened after each summit that we have is that the agenda and the uh, concerns of the participants do develop more work and it do develop more initiatives that have to be focused on. But, again, that's the purpose of the summit, to review what we have done, propose what needs to be done, and monitor our actions. And that's the, 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 the gist of the summit. Um, Hermine Hartman of uh, the um, Indigo Magazine will be given a, a state of black business as it relates to uh, Chicago and as our chairman, uh, Michael Carter, will be given a state of black business uh, nationally as it relates to Black Wall Street USA. So in all in between there, we're going to have many other propositions from people to uh, get an assessment and direction of where we're going. That's great, Ron. We don't want to leave anyone out. Let's take it, it night by night. You listen to Black okay. Wall Street USA. Let's take it day and night because it's going on day and night. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. The weekend of August 20th through the 23rd. And I, I told the vice chair, the vice chair is uh, Cheryl Calvin. I told, I, her, told her today, I didn't realize this is actually four events in one. Let's start with Friday night, Ron. We do have a couple of callers on the line already, so be patient with us. We want to... Uh, give this information out to our listening audience because we certainly want them to be a part of all that we do and what's going on. Let's start with Friday, August 20th, which is the welcome reception, which will be held in the offices of the South Street Journal located at 449 East 35th Street. And for all of you who do not know, Ron Carter is the publisher and editor for more than 16 years of the South Street Journal. The welcome reception will be in his office. 4.30 4.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. You should Correct. get here early. Why is that, Ron? Well, there's going to be some very interesting guests. Uh, for one thing, the founding members of Black Wall Street would be honored. Uh, the people came together out of, out of frustrations of a lack of business development, and they sat down and they brainstormed on preparing an event 
for Malcolm X's birthday, May 19, 2007. And from that, they wanted to call themselves something. And what they called themselves was Black Wall Street. And from there, we want to honor those individuals that kicked off this three-year journey of Black Wall Street. So we'll be honoring them. In addition to that, we will have uh, Mr. Uh, Wall, Wall Street, uh, I think uh, uh, the Rainbow Push call it uh, the Trade Bureau, and they call it the uh, the Wall Street of Rainbow Push. Uh, Reverend Jesse L. Jackson will be joining us that day and kicking off this summit. Along with Jesse Jackson, there will be Cheryl Jackson, who is who was the former president of the Chicago Urban League. And what's so significant about Cheryl Jackson is at the time that we were planning Black Wall Street, simultaneously, without any dialogue, the Chicago Urban League proclaimed that Chicago will be the next Black Wall Street um, in the United States. Not aware of their position, Black Wall Street themselves has moved from one Black Wall Street district of 75th Street, moved on to the west side uh, for a Black Wall Street district and a uh, district on Stony Island and a district on 47th and in Chicago, and we're looking at Gary, Indiana. So her words uh, definitely made uh, a reality come true, whether that was their intentions of a Black Wall Street or not. But when she said that Chicago would be the next Black Wall Street, then that is exactly what happened. And then to bring it on home to it being a national summit, uh, the first national summit, her words and her support throughout the years has been very much a part of our agenda. So we'll be honored to have her and the Reverend Jesse Jackson here because Jesse Jackson himself has always had that economic agenda as well. Regardless of the, the social and the international um, uh, view that Jesse Jackson has, there's always been that business agenda. So those two individuals, along with the host of the founding members of Black Wall Street, in addition to that, there will be a host of friends and associates we will be joining in on this kickoff reception. Uh, naturally, you will be there, Sonia. I will be there. Mark Allen will be there. Uh, many other board members and committee and associates of Black Wall Street will be kicking off on August the 20th at 4.30 here at South Street Journal, Black Wall Street office. That's yeah, so great. It's going, to be a, it's going to be a nice atmosphere, that's for sure. That's for sure. We will be serving refreshments, and that's at the office of 449 East 35th Street, 4.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. We're expecting Reverend Jackson to be here between 4.30 and 5.30, so therefore you should come early. The place is going to be packed. We also want you to know that you can pre-register at www.blackwallstreetdistrict.com. 
That's blackwallstreetdistrict.com. You can call 312-624-8351 for more information, 312-624-8351, or you can reach me directly at 312-239-8835, 312-239-8835. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Perdue, the founder of Chicago's blackbusinessnetwork.com, and we are joined by Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. We have a couple of calls, but I want to talk about Saturday, and then I want to go to the uh, telephone and see who's calling us out from California. We have a couple of calls out of California. But let's talk about Saturday, August 21st, Summit 13, the, Summit which 13. will be at the That's right. And uh, as I've been saying all week, as the tension build up, we must realize that Black Wall Street Chicago has hosted 12 summits prior to this. So let me tell you what's going on Saturday. Uh, Summit 13 will be held at the Quarry Event Center located at 2423 East 75th Street in Chicago. And we want you to spread the word, 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Um, we want you to know we have a number of keynote speakers that morning. There will be a continental breakfast and a working lunch, and we're going to give goodie bags to all pre-registered attendees, and you can pre-register by going to blackwallstreetdistrict.com. What's going on on August 21st, Ron? Well, we're going to naturally open up with a prayer, uh, and that is in, in, in due respect of our work and gratitude to the Lord that has given us the vision, because without the Lord's vision, we would not be where we are. So we're definitely going to open up with our prayer, and then from there we're going to call that summit to order. One interesting thing about as we move into how this summit is structured it is generally, if I can say, similar to the United Nations, where groups of different organizations and business associations come together, some with different values, some with different uh, ways of getting to the same objective, but we are coming to make those resolutions on how we can work together. Uh, we will be having the call to order, and from the call to order, we will have our roll call of who's present so everybody can know what's going on, who's represented. We will move on from the board members. Uh, naturally, we will have an address from myself as the chairman, and we also will have an address from our national chair, Michael Carter. We will move on to have a uh, an outline of the the rules of the summit. Uh, we will have also a review of what is Black Wall Street, the historical um, background of what has happened back then and how it relates today. Uh, we will also have a preliminary type of report of the Black Wall Street with uh, Mr. Rick McCor, the owner of the uh, New Regal Theater here in Chicago, and where he is going to be emphasizing the campaign of buying black and how we're going to exchange our mutual ideas and promotions 
of Black Wall Street because we know that we have to give a a, a marketing plan on how we're going to bring all these agendas uh, together. Uh, once we give our preliminary report from Mr. Armstrong on how we're going to move forward, uh, Cheryl Cavan, our vice president, will give some report on previous resolutions. Uh, then from there, matter of fact, we, we even have Sonia Perdue going to be given a, a, a state of this summit and how we got where we are and how we're going to move forward. Uh, we will move into workshops. There's about 14 workshops that we're going to have that will be addressing uh, a, a range of topics from uh, black contractors, from uh, the legislative agenda, uh, a black better business bureau concept, um, blacks and green regarding the uh, environment. We will also move on uh, for women in business, black women in business, uh, those areas of concern and how we move women also more into the business arena. There will be a business uh, development workshop where we will be putting some hands-on from um, our second vice chair, Mr. Armstrong, and then from there we're going to continue with um, the, the the dialogue of of how we're going to form Black Wall Street districts. What does that all entail? How do we uh, push that agenda of Black Wall Street districts? So overall, there's 14 workshops that we're going to be centered on, and how we're going to move our workshop agendas into uh, action, where we'll be doing a report of those workshops during the summit, and we will be voting on the resolutions that come from them. Our keynote speaker, one of our keynote speakers, will be uh, uh, Attorney Thomas Todd. I would say that he is one of the most dynamic speakers since Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. That's given him a lot of credit, but the substance of his powerful uh, presentation is backed up with facts and directions and how we look at this overall strategy in addressing black businesses. Uh, Michael Carter, our national chair, will give a uh, given another address on uh, Black Wall Street, and we will move on with presentations from the uh, representative that's running for governor, uh, Scott Lee Cohen, and then it will move on to Mr. Um, uh, Mr. Congressman Bobby Rush, who is expected to be present, and our key address again will be from Hermine Hartman of the uh, Indigo Magazine. So, and in between those uh, uh, those speakers, there will be insertions of resolutions as we move forward. And moving on, we hope to be finished with that whole program by 4.30, uh, no later than 5 o'clock, where we will move on and see the historical significance 
uh, documentary of Before They Die. Uh, I have seen this um, documentary maybe about four or five times, and it's just like another movie. Every time you watch it, you get something else new out of it, and it gives you a more sense of the value of where we are and the value of where we've been and what happened to Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is a violent uh, massacre, if you will, of black businesses. And as that massacre has some kind of way has worked itself into a mental a massacre of the lack of black businesses. So with that, we're going to move on that evening where we're going to have uh, presentations of awards, and one particular business that we will be giving award to is um, the Chicago Defender, uh, 105 years old. It is the oldest uh, existing black business in the United States. So we want to play full attention uh, to the legacy and the strength of running a business in which the Chicago Defender has sustained itself among many odds from the economic conditioning, uh, the marketing conditions, and the racism also that a business of that nature has to endure over its 105 years of existence. So Saturday is going to be packed. Um, people are actually signing in uh, quickly, and we definitely are looking for those RSVPs so that we can make sure that seating arrangement uh, fits the bill of the people that's going to be present. So that is Saturday, Sonia, uh, with a lot more into it than my words can express. And, and 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 that's a lot. Eight thirty to four thirty, Saturday, August twenty first, at Summit thirteen. That's at the Quarry Event Center located at twenty four twenty three East Seventy Fifth Street in Chicago. Our national president will be there, Michael Carter. He's our keynote speaker. Also attorney Thomas Todd, publisher of Indigo, Miss Hartman, and Rick McCoy of the Regal Theater. Also, uh, we are expecting Scott Cohen and Bobby Rush. So it is it is a full day. We will feed you. <laughs> Continental breakfast with the working lunch, because Rhonda keep going. Mm-hmm. We keep on working. Um, that's that's Saturday morning. Okay, um, we will shut down the quarry, clean up, take care of our business, and we will come back again. Saturday evening for the awards reception and the screening, as Ron said, of the documentary Before They Die, which is the story of the Tulsa race riot survivors. I want you to know uh, these survivors are like 90 to 100 years old and plus because you have to realize one day in May, May 31st to June, between May 31st and June 1st, there was a race riot in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and this is two. 2010. So you know if they're survivors, that's their age range. But we're going to be joined by one of the survivors, Miss Jeanette Broad 
Bradshaw, excuse me, Miss Jeanette Bradshaw, who we are going to honor that evening, will be joining us. Miss J. Denise Clement, who is a producer of this film, she will also be with her. And we're very honored that they that they chose to participate in the Black Wall Street Convention and Summit. They feel the importance and significance of what this means across this country. Also, Mr. Reggie Turner, who is the head of the Tulsa Pro- the Tulsa Project out of California, who was uh, was part and instrumental of the defense team for these survivors. So this weekend is historical in many, many ways, not just because it's the first Black Wall Street National Convention. It's historical in many ways. We want you to pre-register at blackwallstreetdistrict.com. If you'd like me to send you a schedule of these events, it's quite extensive. You can always give me a call. This is Sonia Purdue, 312-239-8835, 312-239-8835. And uh, leave your name, your telephone number, and your email address, and we will email you a schedule of the weekend's events. But you can visit Black Wall Street District. All the information is right there for you. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you're talking, you're talking, we're talking to Ron Carter right now, uh, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. Our telephone number, call-in number is 347-326-9477, 347-326-9477. Our chat room is open. And since Ron ran through those events, I'm just going to say, uh, speak about one more event, the National Prayer Breakfast, which is on Sunday morning, August 22nd at the Chicago South Loop Hotel. That's located at 11 West 26th Street in Chicago. And the prayer breakfast is from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, that Sunday morning, Reverend Michael Carter, our national president, will lead us in prayer along with the Reverend Al Sampson. want to let you know that Reverend Al Sampson will also be honored during this event, and he will be leading the workshop, one of the workshops, on Saturday uh, mid-morning, uh, the Black Church Economic Agenda. So we want you to come out and share all of this with us. So please visit our website. Monday, August 23rd is a leadership meeting. That is a closed meeting, and that is when Black Wall Street gets back to work. Now, also, to be a sponsor for this event or to be included in our exclusive marketing distribution package for all, that we're going to give to all attendees that week, you can call me again, 312-239-8835 for information. Uh, if you'd like additional media information, you can reach Michael Carter and his team out in Oakland at 888-616-3110, 888-616-3110. If you'd like to speak to Mr. Carter personally, you can call him at 312-624-8351, 312-624-8351. Let's just go down and listen and start uh, on the phone lines. Let's see who's on the first uh, call. Caller, uh, last four digits, 2878. You're on the line. This is Sonia Perdue. Who's on the line? Yes, this is the Honorable Bobby Johnson, Third Ward Republican Commitment in the city of Chicago. Calling How are you back doing, Bobby Johnson? Post-mortem. <laughs> yeah. Calling back from last yeah. week. 
That's right. You definitely kind of set the pace and set the tone and hit the uh, program pretty hot last week. You realize that? Yes. Well, it's Uh-oh, time you realize for what you information. Do. We we are bringing forth this fifth symphony of freedom. We need the world to understand why we're not waiting anymore. All right. Okay. So I mean, it's it's like James Brown said, "What it is is what it is." Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, that's where we are. Twenty ten, right. and it's on. Right. So I, what I, do don't, you I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to start no stuff, but. Uh, and dominate the show tonight because I want to save something for my 15-minute presentation <laughs> at the okay. convention. What, uh, uh, what are you expecting to happen, this being the first national summit in Chicago? Uh, what's your vision and what you expect to happen and what do you hope to happen? Well, just as I told you last week, um, black Chicago is the mecca for the black world globally. So I see us igniting the necessary fire for everybody to do what they need to be doing wherever they are globally as it relates to black people of color. Um, the beauty of being in black Chicago is that we have models for success. In other words, we know we've been meeting about things for 50 years. So, But we can say this is what I do. Bobby Johnson, who grew up in the Nation of Islam and Temple Number no. 6 in Baltimore, Maryland, is now in Chicago, Third Ward Republican Commitment, the party of Douglas, banging down a $100 million redevelopment in housing and commercial business strip, uh, tourism, and the whole nine on the 47th Street Business District, which I say starts at Muhammad Ali's gym at 47th and um, Woodlawn which is the gateway to Elijah Muhammad's slash Minister Farquhar's house, mm-hmm. and come all the way down. We can take it to Ashland because um, we want to uh, kind of shake hands with our Latino brothers and sisters and just roll it on out, okay? That's the that's the short version. Okay. All right. So, so that's um, I'm hoping I challenge, I challenge some business person to rent a trolley, call Henry the English, Reverend Sampson is on that board over there at the Black United Fund, and tell them to give y'all a trolley so we can take some of these people that are from other cities to show them our community. Well, that um, is tentatively on the agenda. We just have to yes. work out the kinks, but that is tentatively on the agenda. To Henry English, out. Henry English, when I last heard, has a trolley budget. 
because they kicked in something that I wrote about five years ago called the Bronzeville Luster, where I created this proposal where you would use transportation and tour black businesses in Bronzeville. And it was designed to be hooked to Luster products. But somebody, uh, it ended up in somebody's hand. I'm not mad. I mean, I'm, I write. I know how to write. So, hey, steal the proposal, get it done. So now since we have a trolley budget, get one, get some trolleys and, and pick a time when people can stroke, you know, get on the trolley and go around and see the success. I, I don't mind sitting on the bus with a mic explaining. I would volunteer and explain things and so forth and so on on the bus tour. Uh, I'm just saying that. I didn't hear anything about a tour. I heard about the receptions and all that. There needs to be a field tour. Okay, right. the but big white in the midst, and we hope yeah. that uh, right. That's in yeah. the midst, and we hope that um, uh, your friend and mine, Mr. Harold Lucas, can pull that together for us. But that definitely. Well, would I don't know if Harold. This the Harold's tour and my tour would be different because I'd be focusing on black business history as opposed to just looking at the scene. Now, Harold, if you're going to have Harold to do it, that's fine. I'm just saying this is a, a this this tour I'm talking about would be a field tour where you are analyzing while you are going past the structure. Case in point scenario, if you start at DuSable Point, you talk about DuSable Point, then you get over to the... Um, you go over to uh, Johnson Publication Company, then you come down Michigan Avenue, you know, go through Motor Road, show them. Some of us know where the buildings were. We know where Chase, I know where the record company was on 18th Street, um, the first one. Okay, right. then you come to 35th. In other words, you focus in more on business than just attraction. It's right. Well, Bobby, want you to uh, I want you to stay online. We're going to our yes. next caller, but uh, don't go nowhere because I want to bring you back to uh, be a part of this uh, rest of this program. Uh, we have another caller on the line from California, and uh, mm -hmm. Tanya, who we got? Okay, let's go to caller uh, last four digits eight nine five eight. You're on the line with Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. Hello, Wake Chicago up. team. Hell, Hello, this, uh, our national is our national president, Michael Carter. This is he. How y'all doing out there? Oh, we're doing great. We're waiting on you. We're waiting on you to step yourself right here in Chicago and uh, call us an order for our first national summit here in Chicago. Well, I, I, I'm definitely excited about coming. I do know that um, I, I do have some announcements tonight. Um, if sure. you bear with me, uh, and, and I do have uh, people, San Diego uh, is going to call in. They have some merchants that want to chime in, as does Baton Rouge and um, possibly Newark. But I, I can announce that uh, we do have two new Black Wall Street districts in the nation, uh, South 9th Street in Newark, New Jersey. Okay. There's now a Black, a Black Wall Street district. It is headed up by a young brother by the name of Victor Baker. Uh, and if anybody is online right now, you can go there and look at that website. It's Data Atlantic Alliance, 
Um, what they have done in, in Newark is refurbished homes and created that Black Wall Street spirit there. The other district uh, was made knowledgeable about it by our national convention coordinator, uh, our great national convention coordinator, Sister Sonia Perdue. Uh, Black Wall Street Baton Rouge is on board now. And so okay. I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, well, that's, yeah. that's, that's more than an announcement. That is, that, that's news. That, that, that's headline news. Yes, it is. And, uh, we're gonna, mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, and I'm excited about it. Uh, uh, the the other announcement uh, in regards to the convention, anybody listening now, I really encourage you to go online and register. Uh, get your registration dollars in and support this effort. Uh, this is historic. This is a, a movement in the right direction, and this will help separate the weak from the tired those who've been sitting around all these years talking about it, we finally have a team, a national team, uh, that can actually make this happen. So I encourage everyone, go to blackwallstreetdistrict.com, register, uh, get yourself involved in what we're doing. I expect the representatives from uh, Newark and uh, someone from Baton Rouge to attend uh, the, the convention. So we're looking forward to that. Um, I do want to say briefly about Bobby Johnson. You sister, you last week set my heart on fire, um, and I just want to let you know that, that that I can see the God in you, and I hope that God will. I do know God will bless us with more spirits like yours. He fighting. Uh, when Cheryl Jackson claimed Chicago as the next Black Wall Street, she really didn't know what she was saying. I mean, it's, it's a catchphrase. And because she's over the Urban League, that's fine. Uh-huh. But see, what to become before Chicago to become the next Black Wall Street for Atlanta and Newark and all these other areas, uh, we have to have spirits like Bobby Johnson who can look at a map, who can look at a community and say, I'm taking this. This is mine. And that's what it really requires is ownership. And so, sister, I just want to let you know that your national chairman is listening. I'm hearing you. I feel your fire and your spirit, and uh, I, I, I applaud you. Um, real quick, I do want to say about our—I want to do say want to say about our national convention coordinator, Sonia Perdue. Uh, you are a wonderful spirit, and I, if I could have given you 50 people to help you do what you've done so far, sister, I would have. But know that your work is not going in vain. It may get frustrating sometimes, but that's when we're dealing with our folks. Uh, <laughs> it gets frustrating. I had to laugh, but, yes. Yes, but, but, but you know, okay. It, 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 yeah, I mean, because, I mean, again, but I, I look at it in terms, everybody, like we're dealing with family um, because that's really what we're dealing with. I'm not interested in blood relation. I don't, I don't do that because I didn't know my biological mother or biological father. So I had to establish relationships. And to me, relationships mean more to me than me looking like somebody or somebody having my forehead or my nose. I never knew what my mother or my father looked like or anybody who was related to me. So for Black Wall Street, for me, is about relationships. And as we go forward, you know, somebody asked me the other night, they say, how come you got Reverend Jackson a part of this. Didn't he say something about hurting the president, uh, Barack Obama before he became president? But I had to remind them 
you know, a lot of what Reverend Jackson did over the course of his career made a lot of things possible for my generation. And when I say my generation, I mean anybody born after 1970. Uh, that's the year I was born. And so I'm not going to take a few words that he mentioned or a bad deed that he did because he's a baby daddy and just shoot down all that he's accomplished over his career. We have a dynamic lineup. We, uh, Cheryl Jackson, uh, Attorney Todd, I mean, Ron Carter, you see, Cheryl, uh, what's the, uh, Reverend Al Sampson. We have a dynamic lineup, people, of people, uh, Pepper Miller, who can foster and help grow Black Wall Street. When people call the national office, and I want y'all to hear this, when they call the national office now versus five years ago, they're calling saying, what can we do to advance this agenda? What can our community do? And so now that we're at that point, uh, by the time next year rolls around, because of Chicago's, if Ron has his way, we're going to have about 50 Black Wall Street districts in Chicago, and I want that. I mean, that's, right. that's, that's just beautiful. But what it is doing, it is galvanizing people. And not only that, but it is educating people. Um, right. I sat with a group of young teenagers who had never in their life heard of John Baptiste de Point Disabled. They didn't realize that this brother is responsible for every port, like uh, Bobby said last week, uh, in, in America, or in the world for that matter. His trading post set the stage for trade and commerce uh, around the world. Well, that was just one Haitian man who did that. So just imagine what the Bobby Johnsons and Angela Williams and the Anita Loftons and the James Warrens of the world, what we can accomplish. So I'm going to keep it brief because I know I've got maybe three districts who are sitting in wait right now ready to call in uh, with their various merchants. But I just want to put that on the record. Uh, well, I'm Brother very... Michael, let me tell you, uh, I guess when we first uh, made contact with each other, ooh, I guess it was in the beginning, three years ago, and years ago. We, we we got the template from Oakland on what we needed to do. We've been following that template, and it has guided us to where we are today. So we all are real grateful for your insight and your leadership that brought us here and let me tell you, brother, you got a lot more work ahead of you as we kick off this uh, first summit because uh, we're definitely going to grow some more Black Wall Streets uh, in Chicago and in this region. So the, the, the concept and the direction that you have had uh, have put us in a position as a people uh, to move forward, and it is the Black Wall Street experience uh, that is, as you always say, in the spirit of what we have yeah. to do that make us and keep us focused in doing what we do. Well, you know, Ron, uh, I can't take credit off for all of it because a lot of people, uh, and I might as well just deal with history, you know, our template uh, only in the spirit comes from Tulsa, comes from Durham. And uh, so I can't take credit. I'm, I'm a conduit. I'm a vessel. I, I, like I tell the people at the church, uh, I, you know, I, I'm a puppet for God. Um, he can prostitute me and use me however he he chooses because before I knew his name, he knew what I was going to be doing. 
And so I can't take the credit. I give God all the glory because, uh, you know, I can do nothing without it. Uh, And so, you know, I appreciate those words, but you need to know it's not about Michael Carter. My name can be anything. You know, it's really about, you know, it comes down to being obedient. Right. Right. Well, let's uh, take the, uh, we have some other people, you're right, based on there's other people that uh, have helped us get to where we are. We have some sponsors. Uh, Sonia, can, in the spirit of what we're doing, can you uh, let our uh, listeners know about some of our sponsors part of this here first summit? Absolutely. Absolutely. You listen to Black Wall Street USA on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. We're here with our chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, Ron Carter, national president of Black Wall Street Chicago, Michael Carter, chairwoman of the 47th Street, Bronzeville, Black Wall Street in Chicago, Bobby Johnson. We do want to reach out in the spirit and give our thanks to those who are sponsoring us, and you can be a part of this too. You can simply call us at 312-624-8351, and they're coming in and they're calling, and we can't do this without them, and so therefore we do, we do appreciate them. Aerial Investments, Chicago South Loop Hotel, Tribe. Tribe is one of our sponsors, and Greg Mathis is also leading the youth agenda for uh, one of those workshops. Tribe is total resources, involvement, benefiting everyone. He talks to the me generation of the day, and we expect that youth agenda to be super. We want you to come out and be a part of it. You can sponsor youth for that agenda. You can help us bring our youth into that workshop by calling us at 312-624-8351. Sponsor one youth for that Saturday. Oh, we're talking about the Chicago Defender is one of our partners for this event. More unique, uh, out of Texas down there, uh, is supplying us with items for our marketing distribution package. The Tom Joyner Show, the Tom Joyner Radio Show, Football Classics, Diane Products, Southeast Chamber of Commerce, Talking Success, Channel 21, What's on Your Mind, Channel 21, Miss Armita Speaks, WBGX, 1570 AM, the South Street Journal, and Chicago's Black Business Network is, of course, is a proud sponsor of this first national Black Wall Street convention, Ron. So uh, they're calling in. The phones are are jumping. Uh, The registrations are filling up. If you want to get in here Friday uh, when the Honorable Reverend Jesse L. Jackson will be part of the agenda, you should give us a call or you should visit the website, blackwallstreetdistrict.com. I hope I didn't leave any sponsors out, Ron. Ah, the Regal Theater, Mr. Rick McCoy. Ron, help me. Indigo Newspaper. Ron, help me. Correct. I don't want to Correct. leave anybody out. Correct. Help Correct. me, Ron. Yeah, I don't yeah well, they, they, they are coming. They are being a part of it. Um, there's also, you did mention area uh, capital. Um, and then also um, Scott Coyne of the, uh, uh, the uh, running for governor of the um, uh, state of Illinois would be part of it as a sponsor that helped out in advertisements. Uh, there also where we're looking at Seaway Bank as well. So yeah, they are coming on in and taking part. Uh, it took them a while, a lot of them, but that's just our growing. 
um, impact of our Black Wall Street here in Chicago and the National Black Wall Street USA. Absolutely. want to mention, too, we're speaking to a couple of people that may be a live broadcast there, a couple of people broadcasting us live, Ron. Uh, a couple of people have asked. We're going through the logistics. And what we hope to do, what I'm hoping to do at the end, and I haven't even talked to you about that. I'm just taking over, Michael. But we hope to film. We're going to film this entire summit, people. But we hope to film on the way out, have someone there, because we want you to share your experience with us. So come on out at the end of the summit. That's going to be our feedback. We want you to come on, uh, film, and tell us uh, what you think about the uh, convention and summit, this historical event for that weekend. That's a surprise for you. I forgot to tell you that, Ron. But, yeah, that's oh, what we're doing as we, as we step out that Saturday, yes. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming. It's coming. This is what I'd like to do. You listen to Black Wall Street USA, and uh, I'd like to go. Let's go right back to the phone lines, Ron, and see okay. um, who's calling from across the nation. And uh, we're hoping that we hear our phone lines are full. Let's go back. Let's go back to the phones and see who's on the line. Caller okay. from nine one eight seven. You're on the line with Black Wall Street USA. Hello, caller. They there. They went to sleep. Yes, they oh, are. Okay. Let's go back. Let's go back to our national president. Tell us what's going on in Oakland, Michael, right now well, as, this, as this is developing. Well, we got a lot of interest, a lot of pride here. Uh, there are a lot of people who uh, who wouldn't have called us 10 years ago. Uh, now they're calling because they see that uh, it has grown. But I'm going to say this. Uh, we, we would, and, and, you know, I might make a lot of Oakland people mad and upset, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> this wouldn't have happened without Chicago. Again, the, uh, I think Bobby said it earlier that uh, Chicago is the, the black center uh, for the world, and when you think about uh, the amount of energy and the historical significance, the, Her- the Harold Washington spirit, the disabled spirit, uh, all of that made Barack Obama possible. Uh, mm-hmm. And when you, when you think about the fact that when Ron called me and I told him, I said, you know, the summits are fine, that's a good, good uh, step in the right direction, but until you actually find a place or location to uh, have a Black Wall Street district, it's not going to work. And so I did not at that time envision Black Wall Street Chicago would grow so fast, so quick, and muster this much uh, excitement at the same time educating our people. so I can say that if we were to rely on the foundation of blackdom, if you will, uh, I had to go to Chicago. There was no way around it uh, to actually make this thing work. It may have worked from Oakland. We had to see the, the Pullman Porters. We had the Black Panther Party. We had a number of black folk who were notable that uh, Angel, uh, uh, Maya Angelou lived here for a minute. But it's not the same in that the spirit, see, when I got to Chicago, I believe it was 2008, the first time I got there to speak, uh, right. I, immediately the spirit was there. So that God really just shined the light on the fact that, yeah, you had to come here, boy, <laughs> to make it work. 
And so Oakland, here in Oakland, we, we have people who are looking up. We have the Hispanic community looking at what we're doing. We have the Asian community looking at what we're doing. In fact, the majority of the people in the city of Oakland staff who support what we're doing, with the exception of one lady, are white people, or Hispanic folk. Why? Because they respect the history of Tulsa. And I'm going to say it, I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. It is not about the name Black Wall Street. It is about spirit Black Wall Street. Because the name came from a World War I veteran who he was running for office at the time, and it was about the turn of the century, 20th century, and he looked over and saw what black folks were doing, and he called it Afri uh, Negro Wall Street. That's what he called it. And so, you know, black folk evolved from nigger, Negro to black, and now African American. And so that's how the name Black Wall Street came about. So the spirit in Oakland is, is that, wow, we're the headquarters. We're the seat of this national movement. But what I remind them of, we may be the headquarters, but the spirit is being exemplified in Chicago. And, you know, things don't always work out like we want. We wanted to have this at a university. I won't mention the name. But because we didn't get things right, God said, you know what, you're talking about Black Wall Street. Don't you take your money somewhere else. Have the event in a Black Wall Street history. Because that's what our fathers would have done. They wouldn't have had this in White Tulsa. They would have had this in the Greenwood District. And so uh, to answer your question, Oakland is on, on board. They, they, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. But, again, this is not an Oakland thing. This is not a San Diego thing. This is a spiritual thing. And um, the, the, the seniors out here are proud of their boy, me. You know, they the best things since sliced bread, and I have to remind them I'm nothing. I'm just a pile of dirt with some blood running through me. But the spirit, the spirit, Lord Jesus, thank you, the spirit is what's really uh, moving this thing forward. And I've got folk calling me while I'm on the phone with you, so you know this is this is blowing up. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, well, we are very uh, proud of what we've been doing, but at the same time we know so much have to be done. Uh, and yeah. every summit that we have, the intensity of the work, is uh, pounding upon us. So as you grow, your responsibilities grow along with them. And Absolutely. we open those doors to it, and we look for the challenge, and we look for the even the ups and downs and the frustrations that an uh, organization uh, as young as we are uh, is going to have. Uh, but uh, one thing about it, uh, Michael, is I can say again, Every time we have a summit, it compounds work on us. So that's one thing I can kind of speak on behalf of the board and the committee people that worked on it. They worked toward the summit, but they know, hmm, here comes some more work because we bring in new people, and new people sometimes reflect on what we have already done, but we have to keep those doors open to integrate them into their agenda mixed with our agenda, and that's all done through motions and resolutions uh, of a cooperative effort uh, to move forward. So we, we feel good about it, but we also have our eyes on the big prize. One thing that I would like to ask you about, Michael, and somewhat of what Bobby kind of hit it on, 
is that here in Chicago we have this uh, uh, Chicago's 2040 plan, what Chicago is going to be looking like. We have to intervene because the Chicago 2040-year plan did not include uh, the black community. I mean, the, the maps have they indicated about the business corridors was very limited in the black community. Is that mm -hmm. a reflection of other cities, or how does the other cities, the other black Wall Street districts, deal with that future of um, what is being projected for their prospective city? Well, now, first of all, let's just deal with reality. Whoever comes up with those plans, those long-range plans, they have it in their heart that they can do that. They, they, they take ownership in, in the communities. Uh, and so, uh, really, if, if we don't have our thing together, they'll just steamroll over us. Part of what Black Wall Street USA is about is, is taking each district, each town, and community and instilling in them the spirit of ownership. See, I say that there are two places where black people live. There's black communities, uh, and then there's where black folks live. Uh, there was a time, according to my, my grandparents and my great uncles and great aunts, where we used to have black neighborhoods, where the poor blacks live with the rich blacks. We can talk about the Chicago 2040 plan or Oakland's general plan that's 50 years out, but until we take ownership, and when you take ownership, then that means uh, we're organized, we're together, and we have our own plan. So that means that we're going to be a, a chink in your, in your armor if you try to just steamroll your plan over what we have. And a part of organizing is, is that now when any one of those communities, whether it's uh, uh, West MacArthur Highway in Peoria or, or uh, Imperial Avenue in San Diego, South 9th Street in Newark, New Jersey, uh, a collective work under Black Wall Street USA in the spirit will prevent those municipalities from steamrolling their plan over these black communities. In other words, they, they will no longer now be able to just do what they want. For example, here in Oakland there was a community called 7th Street. And when uh, 7th Street was thriving, they had Slim Jenkins, and you had all Dizzy Gillespie and all the great jazz greats. And all of the actors would come to West Oakland, and they would dine and eat and live and stay in hotels, taking shows at the Lincoln Theater. This is back in the 30s, 20s, 30s, and 40s. Well, what happened was is that uh, white folks saw that the, the prosperity of these African Americans, and much the same as they did in Tulsa, they built the transportation hub down the middle of the 7th Street area corridor, which knocked out a lot of homes and buildings. And then they went forth and built a major U.S. post office, Uncle Sam, uh, I think it's six, six, six football fields. So that meant they knocked out a whole bunch of housing and buildings and things like that. Well, as, as successful as 7th Street was in that day, they did not have the national backing support of an organization to say, hold on, wait a minute, you just can't come in here. You need to build that way around this community versus building it down the middle. They used the tool of intimate domain, and that's what's going to happen here. 
when you have cities with these major grandiose plans, uh, they come through the most the poorest communities or the the minority communities, the black Latino communities, and they dictate which street goes where, what uh, uh, post office goes here, and they use the intimate domain tool. This allows us as a people to say, first of all, we've one got history behind us, and the world is watching. We get 15% of our clicks on, our, on the national website and blackwallstreet.org come from Africa, Europe, and Asia. Going to our website. Because like black folk in America who wasn't aware of Black Wall Street Tulsa, there are people around the world who wasn't aware of Black Wall Street Tulsa. In other words, it's unveiling America's dirty little secret. And right. so when they go forth and say that the Oklahoma bombing in Oklahoma City was the worst uh, terrorist attack on American soil, it was not. It was the destruction of Tulsa. Now, they destroyed the building but they did not destroy the spirit. See, Tulsa at that time had a, their eye on that area of, of, uh, of Tulsa because it was near the railroads and you know, near the oil fields and all that. That's the prime area. But black folks got to it before they did. They didn't like that. Right. So when you're talking about a general plan that, that goes 30 years, 40 years, 50 years out, you must also look on the other side of that point. They may have a general plan, but again, it, may, it, it very well may not be the best plan for that city. Now, the West Oakland Corridor, 7th Street, where they took all that, them businesses out, is the highest crime area in Oakland. They didn't have that plan. They didn't figure that into the plan when they, when they went down through there. So, again, we must be organized and, and take no for an answer. They must address us. They must acknowledge us. They must deal with us. Now, there's no longer a thing of them just coming in and taking over. Now, here's what I suggest. Okay. Well, uh, Michael, I want you to hold your thought. We want to come back. We want to take. We got to take a little commercial break, and we're gonna right. come right back with you. Uh, this, and we'll come back right after this. Here, words, uh, Sonia. Right. Thank you so much. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with our national president, Michael Carter. Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, Ron Carter, and Chairwoman of the 47th Bronzeville District, Black Wall Street District, in Chicago. All eyes will be on Chicago August 20th through 23rd for the first Black Wall Street National Convention and Summit. We'll be right back with you after this break. I got my mind made up, ain't nothing gonna stop me from feeling this way. I'm man, man, I'm good. Ain't nothing wrong with a good thing, and I'm making history on this day. Oh, it's a people problem. That's you people. and me. It's so easy. But we could solve this confusion if we tried instead of shooting. Plus, there's no excuse when we have mouths that could use them for apologizing. Listening to Black Wall Street USA, I'm not sure, but I'm having some technical difficulty, so uh, I think I'm going to cut that break short. I'm not sure if our listeners are hearing uh, the same thing that I am, but through my earphones, I'm having some technical difficulties. Therefore, we're going to come back uh, to the show. Just want to give you a little little reminder of a few things uh, before we go back and pick up our callers. Um, you can register at blackwallstreetdistrict.com. We, we really suggest that you register. 
uh, and register as soon as possible as, for example, the welcome reception on Friday, August the 20th is filling up. That's where we will have the Honorable uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson Sr. with us that evening, and you should come out early. He will be there early. Uh, Ms. Cheryl Robinson Jackson will also be with us, and we will be serving refreshments that evening. If you have not uh, received any information from us, you can certainly get a schedule by calling me at 312-239-8835, 312-239-8835. You can listen to all our shows in archive. You can listen to this show in archive and all the shows from Black Wall Street USA uh, that's been done since December, the first week in December is the first uh, week that that show uh, went on the air. It's been it's been quite a ride. Time passes real fast, but Ron and I we've done a lot of a lot of shows, covered a lot of different topics, and uh, we've spoken to people across the nation. As we uh, work up, you know, through this summit, and as we've uh, worked on these shows, we've talked to people across the nation. For instance, uh, when we talk about before you die, the Tulsa Project. Uh, prior to doing these shows, Black Wall Street USA, uh, uh, Ron Carter and Reggie Turney had never spoken, but they all, as Michael Carter says, were in the same spirit and separated. And part of what I talked to Ron Carter, uh, talked to him about and discussed discuss with him, that is one of the purposes and the uh, blessings of this show is to connect the Black Wall Street districts, those who have not communicated that do not know each other, uh, we've reached, reached out to Durham. Uh, him and Ron Carter had never spoken before, but there is a Black Wall Street, uh, very old Black Wall Street in Durham, uh, and did get a call this week, Michael Carter from Baton Rouge, uh, who just had their first Black Wall Street meeting in July. and. and and the woman, she was so excited about everything. So there is, uh, there's a lot of excitement running through the country about what's going on. Uh, and we want all of you to be a part of it. Visit BlackWallStreetDistrict.com. want to remind you that on August 21st is the actual summit, which is at the quarry, 2423 East 75th Street. And as we speak about the quarry, as Michael uh, Carter mentioned, it is in the 75th Street Black Wall Street District, which was the first Black Wall Street District in Chicago and has been proclaimed so by proclama proclamation uh, in the, by the state of Illinois. And Ron Carter can tell you a little bit more about that. But when we talk about the Curry, the quarry, Q-U-A-R-R-Y, event center, Board member Ernest Armstrong is the proprietor of this new event center, brand new. This is the first event that will be held there. The Summit 13 will be the first event that will be held there on that Saturday, 8.30 to 4.30 p.m. Well, we use this term over at Black Wall Street, and it goes something like this, get black like Black Wall Street. And when we say that, we're referring to the Quarry Event Center at 2423 East 75th Street, get black like Black Wall Street. When we uh, asked, when I asked um, Mr. Armstrong to tell us a little bit about the quarry as we were planning this event, this summit, this is what he said to me. He said that there was a black contractor. 
there was a black loan officer involved in this process. There was a black title company. There was a black insurance company. There were black general contractors working on this property. And he went down a list of 10 and 12 different entities that were involved in the construction and rehab of this property. And so when we say get black, like black Wall Street, we mean support your black businesses in your community. Listen to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonia Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com. Now, as we go back to Ron Carter uh, of Chicago, and as we go back to Michael Carter out in Oakland, let's go to area code 301. We have a call here. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Caller in area code 301, you're on the air now. Can you hear us? Uh, yes, I can. Thank you for taking How my How you doing time. there, caller? Yes. Okay. Yes. Your, your name and where you're from? Yeah, this is B.A. calling you from Maryland. Okay. Yeah. How are you doing? You say B.A.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Thank you for taking my call. Um, congratulations on your first annual uh, convention and summit. Well, thank uh, you. It, it is, of course, uh, long overdue. I don't know if you guys uh, follow the national news. If I could get in your chat room, I would put a video and pictures there. But um, yesterday in Atlanta, um, the city was giving out uh, vouchers, you know, Section 8 vouchers. And I wish you could see the photo. Over 35,000 people, black people, came out crowding, crowding a fairgrounds for like 500 vouchers. A year ago in Detroit, uh, Obama uh, gave Detroit, the city of Detroit, some money to help people pay their light and gas bill and rent to keep them from going homeless. They only had enough to take care of 3,000 people, they claimed, but 65,000 people showed up, all black. You know, uh, the Korean Business Association, they don't make no apologies for being Korean. Correct. They, they they don't they don't try to do no explaining about why they Korean, and they do not want black folk nowhere involved in what they doing, and we're not. Correct. Mm-hmm. Arabs, Chaldeans, same thing. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you calling it Black Wall Street. Keep it black, if you don't mind. You know, I don't, if you if you decide to, uh, it's too much pressure. You know, I can understand that, and you, you got to change it to everybody Wall Street. You know how they do us. Okay. Well, but you I, know, I wish we you are. Well. I wish you well. Right. We won't be doing right. that. Well, that, but uh, uh, we got some callers, Ron. Uh, district leaders are trying to get in. They just called me two of them, and they're going to start the interview process with the merchants in their district. So, right. Been trying we're to call from, from, uh, right. We're calling from uh, Merlin. We uh, hope that you can be a part. Uh, you have any plans to make it to the summit? Well, I think uh, he, we. He... Go ahead. Okay. Well, he, I think we he, lost him. We, we did. Okay. Well, he's definitely correct on uh, where we are. That is a shame uh, that in those two cities, how blacks uh, line up other than other people. If it was other people that was mixed in with those lines, then that could be a justified to parity. But when we only have blacks in those type of lines, then there is a major concern 
that those cities definitely need to get on board on securing their black economic base on whatever means that they can make that happen. Um, we have some more callers, Sonia? Okay. Uh, I did clear some of the lights. If, if, you're, if they want to call in, Michael, now they can call in. Uh, we had people on the line who were not uh, signal, signaling us that they wanted to talk. So I did clear some lines, Michael. So let's give it a few minutes, and they may well want to. Uh, they may well want to dial in right now. Mm-hmm. Listen to Black sure. Wall Street USA with Michael Carter, national president of Black Wall Street Chicago. I did want to say one thing, uh, Michael and Ron. Uh, we were talking about the CMAP plan. Wanted to uh, let everyone know that we do uh, have a workshop on the CMAP plan. It's called the Cities national overview plan and we do have a new chair down in peoria uh general parker who's uh heading up the workshop on the uh city's overview which is similar to the the cmap plan across across the uh nation in different cities and he's very very serious about it when i spoke to general parker uh he he was going through all the black wall street districts and looking at the different city plans uh, in those particular districts, planning his PowerPoint plan. Very serious about it, Ron. Very serious about this. Yes, I know. So, I met uh, him uh, when he came by our office uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yes, and he's very uh, focused on the Black Wall Street agenda, stepping up to the plate and moving the city of Peoria uh, focused on establishing Black Wall Street district in Peoria, Illinois. Excellent. Excellent. So, uh, Micah, do you, do you recall where you left off at when we were to the break that you was uh, getting ready to uh, make a, a, a formal uh, d- direction in our topic here? Well, uh, well I was just going to say uh, we need to engage um, those who are on those panels to, to plan for the city's future. Uh, it is our, our future. And um, uh, we need to be there in the midst. Uh, now, hold on. I got New Jersey calling me, so you and Sonia talk. Let me catch this one. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Bobby, are you still there? Yes, she is, I believe. Bobby, are you still there? Yes. Okay. Uh, Bobby, based on you definitely looked at uh, Chicago what would you see would be a focus of the cities uh, as the cities, even though as the caller described what was happening in Atlanta and Detroit, uh, what do you hope that could come out of these cities coming together under the banner of Black Wall Street? What I see is a, uh, um, uh, you know how you come together and then you create a mission to move forward. Um, what I wanted to do was piggyback on what the Reverend was talking about and taking control. The way you do that, if, you, if you've if lived on the land for 300 years, okay, if you've lived in Chicago for 300 years near the water, that's your land, okay, yeah. And ain't no cow uh, mistakenly knocking over. Okay, the arson for Chicago, I have figured out, was Miss O'Leary and the cow. They call it that 
But that was the arson because when that fire went down in the 1800s, it destroyed all the Underground Railroad records because the slaves was living a mink. We had a situation where the slaves, because before Dred Scott, everybody could just do what they wanted to do if you could make your way to Chicago. Okay, you didn't have to worry about the the overseer or the or the or the marshals coming back to take you back into slavery. But when Dred Scott decision came down, that's when everybody went to Canada. How does that relate? The old house, the Clark house, okay, that house, they moved it back downtown in like 76 or 77. That house used to sit behind the Swift Mansion, which is all over there with Bishop Ford's property. Bishop Ford bought the Clark house. That house was built in 1844, okay. Bishop Ford was a street ministry preacher back in the 40s. He bought that house from two white teachers when the Clark family gave it over. They were people into hardware. And then the city moved the house back downtown back in the 40s, back in the 70s because Bishop Ford didn't want the responsibility of something that important being in the area because the community was going down, and they said they wanted to protect the house. But talking to Bishop Ford's sons yesterday at a meeting at the church on energy, they concerned about the fact that the city of Chicago has removed their history. In other words, they got this vague language, okay, about it. How does that relate? If you got, you, you have to stake the land. Just like when they did the free soil, so Reverend, when you talk about when you talk about standing on it, the reason the Rosenwald is still standing is because I got up in one day and I said, no, I'm not scared of no politics, no politicians. I'm going on my ancestors' blood, being the child of cotton pickers. I'm gonna yeah. stand on this corner. I'm gonna yeah. stand on this corner because this is mine. Okay, this is mine. Booker T. Washington left this. This is my inheritance. So just like the Potawatomi Indians got the city of Chicago in court now, been having them, got them in court for 20 years, they they trying to take Chicago back because they say it's their native land. So, hey, we need to get right behind them and say, okay, we, we can count for at least – Dusable said on the river, we got at least 270 years in this too. So let's 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 put our injunction on with y'all and get our land back. Now, yes. ex-slaves, okay? Now, the example for what I'm talking about is Mr. Westmoreland in Cincinnati. The people's got there, that river right there, at Cincinnati downtown, the Mississippi River right there, that's where most of the slaves who escaped slavery, no matter whether they was going to California, coming from Mississippi, going to wherever they was going, when they crossed that river, the most slaves that escaped slavery crossed that river. 
them brothers and sisters, the city had to give them that riverbank back. And that's why you got a Freedom Center now, because Mr. Westmoreland, who lived, black man living in his community, stood up and got his stuff. Now people coming from all over the world to the Freedom Center. We took the young people there before we went to Booker T's plantation. We stopped at the Friend Freedom Center, and, and Mr. Westmoreland uh, took the whole bus, took us. Got was there at 9 o'clock in the morning and took us on the tour of the whole museum. It was a two-hour lecture, and we went through it. Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay. So well, look, look, look bring... we, go, we have another call. We have another call on the line. Yeah. Uh, just hold on with us, uh, yeah. you got uh, the Reverend, best. You got and also uh, Bobby. You bring uh, all these people Sonia? together. You're on the road, uh, Bobby. Yeah, uh, I know, Bobby. We go, we're going to give you What like you want national, me to say? What you want? Bobby. It's time. All right. Okay, so on your, what we, uh, you say we have another caller here? Yes, we do, Ron. Uh, you're listening to Black Wall Street USA from Area Code 201. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Hello, thank caller. You, thank you. Thank you. Okay, where are you from? Or your name? Or where are you call, calling from? Well, our company is Mid-Atlantic Investment Alliance. Uh, we just completed a project, uh, the Black Wall Street Development Project in Newark, New Jersey. So we're out of Newark, oh, New Jersey. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, your, your name? What's your name again, sir? Victor Baker. And Victor I'm Hassan Keith. I'm his partner. Okay, Brother Keith. Uh, welcome to uh, Black Wall Street uh, Chicago on the Black Chicago Black Business Network. So uh, our national president, uh, Michael Carter, has indicated that you all have established a Black Wall Street district uh, there as well. Yes, we have. Um, we actually uh, just recently completed a, a project, a redevelopment project on the street that we adopted in the city of Newark. Um, we're uh, essentially developers and contractors and, uh, you know, local uh, residents of the area, as well as we went to college uh, in New Jersey. And uh, we've been longtime friends, and we decided that we wanted to make a change in the, in the neighborhood using our resources first. And uh, we went ahead and built some affordable housing and some working-class housing on this particular block, South 9th Street, between 11th and 12th Avenue in the city of Newark. And we wanted to attribute our successes and our movement to the Black Wall Street of Tulsa, Oklahoma, back in the early 1900s. And uh, we've been on that movement for, for quite a few years now. We built up the homes and... We sold all of our homes. We did all the pre-development and construction, and, and we built the homes, and we got some good families back into a neighborhood that has been blighted, um, you know, pretty much since the rise of the early 60s or the late 60s. Um, I'm a native of so how long have you all started on this project? Uh, we actually broke ground on December of 2008. Uh, okay. And uh, we recently sold all of our properties. Uh, early 2010. Uh, it took us about uh, nine months to a year to, to build the properties up. It was about a $2 million reinvestment. Um, we uh, get state subsidy. We write grants to uh, get, get our projects subsidized and make them affordable um, and to complement this, this, this dying market. And uh, we were successful with that particular project. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to make it official right now. Uh, and the brother, Victor Brother Hassan, I... I spoke to him just not too long ago, but uh, listening to all this, you're listening to the, the channel 
of Black Wall Street, Newark, New Jersey. He is the chairman now, and that, that's in the spirit. And uh, I want everybody to, to go to MSNBC and type in uh, Mid-Atlantic Alliance, and they have done a beautiful job, MSNBC has, in uh, capturing what these, these young brothers have, have done. They have done a phenomenal job in the South Ninth Street area and doing what our fathers did in Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma. These houses are for, you know, nurses and teachers, and people who wouldn't ordinarily be able to afford a home. And not only are they, did they do it, but they did it in a market, as we all know, is a shaky market. So these are from, this is not just some fly-by-night group of young men. These brothers have dedicated themselves, uh, much like a few young uh, professionals, to stay in the area where they grew up where they live, where they got their grits and their, their pork chops and their greens and cornbread, where they got the crux of who they are as men. See, that's what a real man is for me. When you, when you grow up in a place, then you come back and you give back to that very place, and that's what these young brothers have done. So you're talking to the chairman of Black Wall Street, Newark, New Jersey, and he is the first well, East Coast, East Coast Black Wall Street district. Go ahead, brother. Well, oh, we're proud of you here in Chicago, and as the Black Wall Street USA are proud of you as well. And basically, yes, we have developers uh, uh, and contractors here in Chicago, but there's no reason why you cannot stretch your arm here in Chicago and lend us a hand in doing what you've done, and even to the point of uh, to uh, I'm not for sure, but are you planning on being at the summit? Oh yeah, well we just heard about it, and uh, we definitely would like to schedule that in for sure. Okay, matter of fact, uh, we would like for you to uh, call back uh, to Sonia because we, upon you coming, there are workshops that can definitely fit into what you're doing. We have uh, a group here in under the Black Wall Street. Uh, in Chicago, it's called Black Contractors in the Neighborhood, uh, and they are kind of uh, newly coming together. But the the issue here in Chicago is that we have many black contractors, and over the years, we tend to have the same issues year after year. But I believe that the example of what you all have done is an example of we need to rub off here on us because, as you know, there are vast amount of issues and frustrations as it relates to our black contractors, not only when it comes to private work but public work as well. And um, you all being at this summit would be a prime example of where we need to focus our attention even more. There will be a workshop call black contractors in the neighborhood and the focus of that is to look at directions and increase the capacity of black contractors and at presently it is about those individual black contractors uh sustaining and increasing their work but the the direction that you all have done under black wall street uh, banner as well is to do rehab work is something that we will want you to share here in Chicago and maybe you all can show us a model of how you all went about it. 
the same way we use the model of Oka, California, in establishing our Black Wall Street districts. So we definitely encourage you to be present and to be a part of that particular workshop. That's for sure. Uh, now let me let me interject, Ron, right quick, real quick. Uh, let me interject. If there's anybody listening out there in a community, as you can see how the wave is going, we, we're reaching all over the country. There is, like, as it stands now, no charge for your city to become a part of Black Wall Street USA. Yes, we want to make money. That, that's a major part. But I'm not interested in money if the spirit is not right. So if you're interested in establishing a district in your community, all you've got to look, look to is the, the national website and what we've already established. This is not your typical black organization. Spirit has no color. You try the spirit by the spirit. And, again, the only way I found out about these young brothers is when I went on Google and typed in Black Wall Street, New Jersey. I went by state by state to see if there were any other uh, Black Wall Street districts out there. And that's how I came about these, these young brothers. So if you're interested in establishing a Black Wall Street district, contact the national office, and then, as Ron has indicated right there, we're interested and using your template, your solutions, what you come up with to make your community better, like these brothers have done, like Victor Hassan and his other partner have done there in, in Newark, New Jersey. Very good, very good. Yeah, so, I mean, you're, when you all get here, we definitely want to focus in on the work that you all have done as an example of what we can do here, uh, and then also share some of the frustrations that maybe you all have that we need to uh, combine our efforts on. Uh, do you all plan to uh, expand outside of your city as well? Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. What's your time frame of doing that? Um, well, what would you say, Oz? Well, between now and 2012, we're currently working on our next project, which is going to be a 28-unit affordable uh, loft condominium development downtown Newark in the historical district of Newark. Um, that's going to take us, you know, between now and I would say 2012 um, with, you know, pre-development, new construction, and sales. Um, and then from here, you know, the sky's the limit. We haven't really identified a place that we would want to go to next besides, you know, um, some local places here in New York and New Jersey. Um, but we definitely want to expand our operation going moving forward over the next 10 years for sure. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, is there a black contractor-related organizations there? Um, yeah, they have, they have a couple of um, organizations. Uh, we are registered a registered minority business enterprise. So in that, uh, you know, we registered with the state of New Jersey as an MBE. And with that, you have a host of other black contractors um, who are um, MBEs and Latino as well as other minority groups that are part of this um, MBE certified group. Um, in our area, there are several smaller black um, and minority-owned companies, uh, contractors, um, that are doing smaller projects or um, than, than we are. But you have several contractors that are out there, people that we're helping get in contractors' licenses, 
Uh, we just helped a young lady, African-American woman, get her contractor's license and insurance and register her company as a minority business enterprise so that we can go for some of those public contracts that you guys were referring to. So we're constantly trying to move on that front and get more of our people um, properly licensed and bonded and uh, things that count when you go for those, uh, you know, those bids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, with that in mind, there is a uh, there is the National uh, Black Contractors Association based in San Diego. Are you familiar with that group? No, I wasn't. No. Okay, no. all right. Well, they will be having representation at this summit as well, and as they do so, it would be a key for you all to. We will make sure that uh, there be some dialogue and direct uh, focus in on the national level as well as how we identify concerns uh, in each particular uh, city. Um, with that in mind, uh, we're getting ready to uh, wrap up this um, program of Chicago's Black Business Network. And if I can, uh, if I can start off with Bobby, if you'd like to give some uh, closing remarks. Uh, the closing remarks would be, I don't know, do you need volunteers? Because I can deploy, I have three staff. I can deploy them to do some work hours during the conference. Well, and, we definitely uh, somebody, welcome that. We that. definitely need that. Matter of fact, uh, if you can contact Sonia, and really, Sonia is going to contact you. Based on those, uh, uh, aren't you going to yeah. do that, Sonia? <laughs> that right. Quit getting a you, hurry. That is, that is, that is most definitely what I will do, Bobby. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, eight and, hours. Uh, eight hours. The conference is what? Two days? Three days? What? Three days. And three days. Okay. And, uh, three days and a half. Okay. Well, we will work out. We'll work some out. As a matter of fact, Bobby, I'd like to see the Bronzeville journalists probably doing those exit interviews. Ron, well, I want to tell you have one more Go ahead. If that's how you want to utilize, see, the staff is being trained in journalism, so the very people, you got three people times eight hours times three days. That's beautiful. Right. And I con- need okay. Thank you so much. Well, okay. we want to, uh, before we give into the closing, we have another caller from uh, California we'd like to bring on in. Uh, is the caller on? Hello? Caller, uh, yeah. caller uh, 8404 from California. You're on the line. Hello? On the air. Yes. Yes, sir. How are you doing? This is We're Michael doing Cotton. great. All right. This is Michael Cotton of Visualized Media. All right. Good and to I'm... hear from you again. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, no, Ron. Uh, no, Ron. This is this is Michael Cotton, not Tim Cotton. This is the president of Black Wall Street Oakland. Oh, we talked book. before. Have you been on the program before, right, uh, Michael? Excuse me. Uh, you have been on the program before, haven't you? Oh uh, no, that probably was my brother. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So what's your comments? And a uh, matter of fact, first, before your comments, are we going to see you here in Chicago next weekend? I'm working on it. I'm, I'm working on it right now. Um, I talked to Sonia about coming out and filming the event. Uh, that's what I do. Uh, I have a, I have a, uh, a video production company here in Oakland. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to make that happen. 
Okay. Well, we definitely will need that to happen as well. Uh, you have a particular uh, comment or, or question to the body here to this evening? Uh, just that, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm liking the way everything is going with Black Wall Street right now and uh, the way it's catching on across the country. And uh, I want to see it continue to grow and, and prosper. Mm-hmm. Well, that is we're going to do, and naturally uh, we do that with all of our participation and all of our input and uh, direction in making that growth happen uh, because definitely we are growing nationally, and we see it and feel it, and this here is the kickoff to actually spread our wings even more. Um with that in mind, um, Bobby, you were you finished with your uh, closing remarks, or did you want well, to? Basically, no, basically what I was saying is that the media piece, now this is a great opportunity. This brother's causing, he has a media company, so we could put the Bronzeville Junior Journalist with him, and we could build capacity to get those real good exit interviews, okay, mm-hmm. during the conference. And he could help facilitate the actual, um, uh, let's say, recording of the whole whole convention if he's going to be there. Uh, I'm not trying to get the brother committed, but I'm just bringing that up because this is an opportunity, golden opportunity. Oh, well, he's definitely committed. Yeah, coordinate right now. So from Reverend Jackson's reception all the way to the prayer breakfast, uh, let's lo- logistically um, put the filming piece together, and that way when we come out, we got something that we can market as a great, you know, infomercial for our website, so forth, so on, mm-hmm. and whatever else we want to do it for. That's my right. that's my last input for right now. Okay, very good. Uh, uh, Victor, another brother from uh, uh, Newark, uh, you have any uh, closing remarks you want to kind of Stress to us uh, coming from there. Hey, Vic. Um, you know, it was uh, definitely good to join y'all on the call, and uh, you know, we look forward to uh, you know definitely supporting and contributing to what y'all have already been doing, and uh, you know, just doing more good things. Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay, um, um, brother Michael, our national. President and Chairman, uh, as we get ready to uh, close in on our national summit next week, uh, what's some uh, words of, that you would like to kind of put on us as we get ready to close this show out? Well, as I always say, this is, this is not about us. This is about people that we'll never meet and people that we've never met. We must live our lives accordingly. Because we, God, you know, you know, I'm about covenants with God, and I have a covenant with God to make the lives of those around me better. That's my covenant. And when I break that covenant, uh, I, I suffer. We all suffer. We must maintain the covenant. And any covenant, and I'm learning more about this in seminary now, but any covenant requires for us to do something first. We do something first then God will do something. But he's not going to move if we're just sitting around talking, doing studies and having speeches and 
personalities and egos and all of that other stuff. None of that stuff belongs in the area of a covenant. We have a covenant to the people who made it possible for us to even know what Tulsa was all about. We have a covenant with those people that we will never meet. That's how we're operating here. And I'm delighted. I'm excited. I, you know, I'm just ever since last weekend when Bobby started all that historical and she was just going off about what was going on. And, I mean, you know, I've been on fire. I'm going to tell you right now, there's very few people living with the exception of Gardner C. Taylor and, and a few others that can get my heart pumping like that. And you need to know that, sister. And, okay. and so from that, we have a covenant. We have a covenant to, with God, and we must maintain that. I don't care who your pastor is or where you go to church. That's not what I'm talking about. When, yeah. you, when you walk outside your door and your child does not see a doctor or a lawyer, but they see a pimp and a prostitute, we broke the covenant. We got to turn that around. And I, I thank God for Reverend Jackson accepting the invitation. I thank God for everybody who accepted the invitation. But this is not about them. This is about a covenant that we got with God, and we must not break that covenant. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, very much so. Um, we're getting ready to close out uh, this program, but we will be back next um, uh, Thursday. Uh, we want to remind everyone that please register. Get your registrations in early as possible uh, because uh, there will be an overflow. Uh, many people show up without registration, so we do want to accompany everyone that RSVP uh, because it is a lot of planning involved in putting this here national summit on. So that national summit will be uh, August the 20th through the 23rd here in Chicago, kicking off on Friday with the reception of Cheryl Jackson, former president of the uh, Chicago Urban League, along with Reverend Jesse Jackson. Uh, I want to skip over to Saturday, along with, you know, we're going to be honoring our founding members of the Black Wall Street Chicago. But in addition to that, there will be a special uh, award for the longest established black business in the United States, and that is the Chicago uh, Defender, who is also a media partner in uh, getting out the word for this summit. We want to honor the Chicago Defender for its longevity, uh, going through all of the frustrations of running a business, running a business for a purpose and an agenda, and running a business to stabilize itself and make a profit and continue to serve its uh, community at large. Uh, that is an example of what many businesses uh, in our community we want to that we want to uh, follow that type of path that the Chicago Defender has uh, provided. Uh, also, we again on that Sunday, uh, our chairman. Michael Carter is going to be joining uh, Reverend um, Dr. Al Sampson as we have the worship service of sustaining uh, black businesses as well. So with that in mind, we're getting ready to close out. Uh, Sonia, are you there? Yes, Ron, I'm here. Thank you so much. Uh, And thank everyone 
for joining us this evening. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with our host, Mr. Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, our national president, Reverend Michael Carter, Bobby Carter out of Chicago, uh, Bobby Carter, everybody Carter now. <laughs> Bobby Johnson. <laughs> everybody Carter now, Michael. I, I'm going to call you right. back. I am going to call you. <laughs> well, you can call me back. I'm, I'm right yes. here. We're still in the office. Yes, um, ma'am. Bobby Johnson, <laughs> 47th Street Bronzeville Chair, Third Ward Committee woman, too, and our new Black Wall Street district down there in uh, New Jersey. I want, my name is Sonia Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com, and I'm the summer coordinator. And I want to give these young men my number, 312-239-8835. But you're in communication with, uh, with Michael, and I, I believe I'm on, the numbers are on the um, the national website, blackwallstreetdistrict.com. So you can find me, uh, you can find me, and we can see how we can fit you into that Black contra- Contractors Workshop. And uh, we're very excited. We want, we want you to know we're expecting over 500 uh, professionals and organizations from across the nation to be with us on the weekend of August 20th and 23rd. And, Ron, it's strange because this is my very – first experience it may not it may not be strange it may be normal that the momentum is is building so fast all of a sudden it's just like everybody you know i guess people do things at the last oh, yeah. minute i'm just like oh, i yeah. wanted them to register like in april you know Mike, uh-huh. that's what i wanted let me just now let me just say i love my black people but you know how we are <laughs> we wait to the last minute on everything so i'm not complaining but i do want to say so on your face Oakland loves you, San Diego loves you, you have stepped in, sister, and you did a, a, an omens job. I don't, I don't know if I could have done this. I don't know I do know. I, I couldn't have done this. So to get to so many different facets, you see, Ron is lucky. Hit Ron when you get a chance on you. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm in and out that office owner, Michael. I be hitting it. But anyway, we're going to make it through. Ron is a good leader. Ron, Ron yes, is he is. So this has been, it's been, a, it's been a rough experience, but it's yes. definitely been a good experience. Uh, if I didn't feel that truly, truly feel that, I would have been gone. But it's, well, been, a, it's been a rough, rough, and tough, rough and tough experience. But it's been a good experience, and I've, I've, I'm learning a lot. I can't learn that patience thing. But, you know, I, 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 is that right, Ron? I, no, I can't learn that, I can't uh, learn that doing patience. You're doing it. You're doing it. You don't probably want to do it, but you get it. Yeah, I get it, huh? But uh, it's, it's great up in here. And, Michael, it's going to be great. This going to be that's going to be the climate. It's going to be a great weekend. And we got, we're regardless of all of this that has come to, to pass, in presenting this and doing this, we're going to have a great time, Michael. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's going to be it's going to be great, Mr. Cotton. We look forward to seeing you guys here. It's going to be wonderful. New Jersey, come on! This is going to be a great weekend. Make your hotel reservations. Uh, our hotel of choice is, is a black-owned uh, hotel in Chicago. Chicago's uh, South Loop Hotel, beautiful. Go to the website and take a look at it. Uh, I want to thank each and every one of you. Yes, Bobby, give me a few minutes. I'm going to call you back. Girl, we're going to go and we're going to make this plan. 
Yes, we will, ma'am. I thank you for being here. Thank you, Michael Carter. Uh, thank yes. you, everyone, for joining us. And we're going to lead out. I'm going to go out with this song because uh, this is a brother out of Las Vegas called Inspire. This song is something great because that's what we're creating here. Thank you, everyone, for being with us. This is Black Wall Street USA. Good night. Good night, all. And positivity. And in case you didn't know it, the fun has started. And all efforts to maintain it cannot be done half hearted. Now recognize, they say time flies when you're having fun, but I say the more time you got for fun, the less time flies. The sun is rising, the birds are starting to sing. The flowers are blossoming, oh, something great is happening, and I'm feeling good. I got my mind made up, ain't nothing gonna stop me from feeling this way. I'm feeling good, ain't nothing wrong with a good thing, and I'm making history on this day. I'm feeling good, I've been rewarded with so much now that I've learned to appreciate. I'm feeling good, a great day to be alive with this life never felt so great. But the reason for this smile on my face and why I appreciate every breath, it's because I'm surrounded by a lot of love and respect. Plus, I realize the more we appreciate, the more we get back. And that's not theory, it's fact. But you want to know the real reason why I'm just grinning and cheesing? It's simply because I'm still breathing. The sun is rising, the birds are starting to sing. The flowers are blossoming, oh, something great is happening, and I'm feeling good. I got my mind made up, ain't nothing gonna stop me from feeling this way. I'm feeling good, ain't nothing wrong with a good thing, and I'm making history on this day. I'm feeling good, I've been rewarded with so much now that I've learned to appreciate. And I'm feeling good, a great day to be alive, but this life never felt so great. But the real reason I'm excited... It's because I recognize negativity and know exactly how to fight it. Plus, it's by my conscience in which I am guided. I am way too blessed to be stressed. For me, nothing is impossible. I am too reluctant to succumb to the pressures of worldly obstacles. The sun is rising, the birds are starting to sing. The flowers are blossoming, oh, something great is happening, and I'm feeling good. I got my mind made up, ain't nothing gonna stop me from feeling this way. I'm feeling good, ain't nothing wrong with a good thing, and I'm making history on this day. I'm feeling good, I've been rewarded with so much now that I've learned to appreciate. And I'm feeling good, a great day to be alive, but this life never felt so great.